Old Fan Line on KFAN. Presented by Carboni's Pizzeria. Of the face-off score! Your thoughts on tonight's game are welcome at 651-989-KFAN. Now, here are the fans, Pat Micheletti and Brandon Molesky. Good evening and welcome to Minnesota Wild Fan Line. Talking about a five-game winning streak after a 3-2 win for the Minnesota Wild over the Colorado Avalanche tonight at XL Energy Center. I'm Brandon Molesky. Kevin Fallen is filling in for Pat Micheletti. Wild Fan Line is brought to you by Houston Law Firm and, of course, as always, Carboni's Pizza. If you want to join us, 651-989-5326 or 1-800-320-5326. Good evening, Kevin. Hello, my friend. Hi. Scared me a little bit there. I'm here. Uh, how you doing? I'm great. great. Uh, you know what? Five straight wins. Uh, team playing with fire a little bit, going to the box, but uh, overall doing some good things and uh, you know, just piling up the points, from win after win. Ready for a trivia question? I am. All right. How many teams, as of right now, in the National Hockey League have more points than the Minnesota Wild? Colorado and maybe, uh, I'll say three. No, I, no, I gave you the five teams. Oh. oh. No, I didn't give you that, did I? No, you didn't. I'm sorry. You asked me how many. Yeah. So five. Five. <laughs> Great start for us. <laughs> let's just, That's my kind of trivia. Let, yeah, let, let's get Pat Micheletti back, and then yeah, uh, the Nashville. Well, there are five teams in the National Hockey League that have more points right now than Minnesota Wild. Three of them are in your division, so technically, yeah. the Wild are tied for the sixth best record of the National Hockey League. Yet they'd be sitting in a wild card spot if the playoffs started today, because Nashville, Colorado, and Winnipeg all in your division have more points. Yeah, than because the Central is such a gong show. I mean, yeah. you know, and, and we talk about this all the time in the in the broadcast. You, you you watch the scoreboard. We do these little scoreboard updates, and nobody loses other than St. Louis, who turned it around a little bit tonight at yeah. the expense of Chicago. But I mean, really, it's just it's night after night. It's just watching the, like a pinball machine. Like I said, six five one nine eight nine five three two six or one eight hundred three two zero five three two six. We got some calls right away. Let's get to them, and let's talk to Noah and Savage. Hi, Noah. You're on Wild Fan Line. Hello, guys. Um, my question for today is, on a scale of 1 to 10, how would you rate the Wild defense? Good question. Okay. Do you want me to go first? Sure. I'll give them, I'd say, an 8. Could they be better? Absolutely. But I think you look at all three pairings, I have trouble finding a weakness right now, but you're asking me in the middle of a five-game win streak, so uh, maybe check in again well, after they stub their toe. And I guess it depends on how you define defense, right? Because I yeah. think when you think defense, you just think of your six defensemen. Yeah. Um, but I like to think of it as a team defense standpoint, which forwards and centers are, are thrown in that mix. And then on top of that, your goaltender is your last line of defense. And I would say, Kevin, right now, your goaltender is playing as well as anyone in the league. Yep. Even though I didn't like the first goal a whole lot tonight. But that being said, you know, you give up two goals against Colorado. Um, uh, uh, and the way he's been playing all season long has been unbelievable. Yep. Um, one through six defensively, you could argue you could argue as solid at least depth wise mm-hmm. than anyone league. I'm telling you right now, the third defensive pairing with Sealer and Pattern is is so much light years above what they had last year. They had some issues on that third pairing. And you know, Sealer kind of took it over a little bit as the season went along. But you know the the situation where uh who who is the um the the, the guy from Detroit we used that we had and he started the season he was awful. Not Quincy Kyle Quincy. Kyle yeah. Quincy, yeah. He was brutal. You know, we basically had to throw Prosser out there every game to just kind of solidify things. And you know me, I love me some Nate Prosser, but 
Uh, we're at another level with with uh, Sealer and Pattern here in the third pair. And, and you know, Pattern talked to Tom in the post game, and he was complimenting Sealer. And Sealer says the same thing about Pattern. I mean, neither one of them is all that flashy. That said, it's just a matter of time before Sealer finds the back of the net. He had a couple of great A chances post tonight. tonight. Clang the pipe, and uh, you could hear that one ring all across the great state of hockey. He had another one where he was crashing the net. I mean, he's getting into the, the, the action from an offensive standpoint as well, but his defensive reliability, I think, is you know uh, better than you could ever hope for for a kid with that few uh, that little bit of experience. I think uh, Bruce Boudreaux and the coaching staff have uh, a great respect for both of those guys and the role that they play, and uh, you know they just continue to, to do great things in that third pairing. Well, what Sealer brings, I think, is kind of going to be your new age third pairing defenseman, right? You know, for the, for the longest time, the guys in the third pair would just be, you know, big. Uh, you, you can handle the big, strong guys in third, fourth lines. You can move guys out from in front of your net. You'll you'll get in the blo- uh, shooting lanes and block shots. But the league is is changing. The league is becoming a skating league. Nick Sealer can skate now. He can play that physical part of the game, and he can move guys out from, from, from in front of your net. But he's also very mobile, and he can move. Yeah, for sure. And patterns the exact same way. And then that's your third pair, and your fourth, uh, your your two, your first two pairs. I don't think that you can complain about either of them. How about the shoulder that Matt Dumba laid into? Um, I can't think of who the, the hit was on now. Uh, uh, Dano. I, I wrote it down. What, wasn't it Dano? He, I mean, he put Kerfoot. his shoulder. Kerfoot, yeah. Kerfoot. Put his shoulder directly between his nipples and just absolutely <laughs> laid him out. I mean, you talk about decleating a guy in football. He decleated Kerfoot there at the uh, half wall at the blue line. It was unbelievable, that hit. First time nipples have ever been mentioned on Wild Fan Line. Thanks to Kevin Hopefully Fulmer. not the last. Let's go back to the phone lines. Let's talk to Tom and Hugo. Hi, Tom. You're on Wild Fan Line. How you doing, Tom? Kevin, how you doing? Outstanding. Hello. I was curious if uh, if you had noticed. Well, obviously you did because you seen the goal scored. But how uh, Colorado uh, the mistake when they went to uh, on power play, they pulled the goalie right away. What do you yes. think about that? You know, they know they mentioned it on the TV. Um, and two, you know, with the Wild going to the playoffs for the last uh, four, five, six years in a row, being from Minnesota, it just seems like everybody's kind of like a, like a clean cut. Like a, like a baseball team, you know, some guys are rough, rugged, and what have you. You think uh, think uh, they need a couple more tough guys, not tough guy, but more rugged. You know what I mean? This guy guy with a beard. Yeah. Uh, well, not so much a beard, but you know, just a little more rugged kind of guys, rather than just you know clean skaters, but not as good as Gretzky. But hey, you got Parise and what have you. But uh, so, you know, I don't know, what do you think? Do you want more toughness or do you want more grit? What are you looking for? More 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 grit. I guess what I'm saying. You know, I guess you know. I don't know. Maybe. You know, you got a lot of the guys that don't really do a lot of checking and hitting when you, you know, what have you. It was a good game tonight, by the yeah, way. You know, I've been watching the Wild forever, but uh, I, I, what you thought about that. that. That first part, or the second part there that he's time. talking about, Brandon, I, I guess I don't agree with that. I don't know that they need more more grit necessarily. I think they've got guys that can play the body, and we were talking about Sealer and Pattern. They're guys that can use their body if called upon. Uh, Matt Dumbo, we just talked about his, you know, lethal blow there to Kerfoot. And they've got some other guys as well. You know, is Grambling going to play that style of game? No, he's not. But they they've got big bodies in this lineup, and I don't know that you need to add to the grit factor people, on the squad. People still call the team soft, and I think they're basing it off of their past Memories, more yeah. so than this current. Team. They, this this team has transformed over the last two three years because they were a team that would get to the playoffs and you know would do it via just skill and skating. But you know, people were you know a little worried about their toughness come playoff time. Well, I think they've kind of transformed away from. Being just a speed team, and now 
yeah, I'm not going to act like they're the toughest team in the world. And, and frankly, in today, in the, in the 2018 NHL, it's not a Derek Bugard league anymore. No, I mean, hey. so you're never going to have. We're not going to have Basil McRae out there. No, <laughs> it's, it's not going to be that kind of toughness. I this this Wild team is not soft. No, are they the toughest team in the league? No, but they're not soft. They don't get pushed around. Kings are pretty tough. What's that getting them this year? Exactly. You know, they're a big, heavy team that can play the body. Well, that's great. They're also slower than mud. They look like they're playing in molasses, and people are skating around them, including the Wild the other night when they skated to a 4-1 win. And now that the Wild have added a little more size and grit, now people are complaining they're not fast enough, right? (laughs) I I mean, it's it's, It's a vicious cycle. It's hard to have guys that can do both. (laughs) There's, There's only so many of those guys around. As to his first question regarding the... The pulling the goalie situation. So Colorado with what two forty and change, right? Yep. Uh, the Wild get a penalty, which they always seem to do in the last four minutes of a game now, just to make it when, interesting. When they have a lead, yeah. Um, uh, Very go for football like, make it interesting. So Colorado pulls the goalie, so now they have a six on four advantage, and Minnesota wins the faceoff, and Brodine throws it the length of the ice, which is a nice goal by the way. Yeah, it was. Uh, you know, eventual winner had to had to have the right height on it to do it. Um, I've read. Heck, Kevin, I coached for 14 years, and I never really exactly knew. I think there's pros and cons of doing both ways, both both decisions. I would compare it to deciding to, you know, to go for a two point conversion or not, where yeah. you got a 50 percent chance of making the two point conversion, and you get 50 yeah. percent of don't. Um, I've never been. If you've got a really good power play, I think sometimes it can throw off the flow of your power play because now guys are in different spots. Yeah, but. Um, clearly, if you have an extra guy out there, you should be winning the races to every puck. You should be out, out battling them. Uh, it, they can't defend everyone in front of your net if you get the puck to the net. So, you know, now the Wild clearly have all those shots at an empty netter, but you should also have less shots at an empty net because Colorado has an extra guy out there. You shouldn't have as many clear shots. I, I guess my feeling would be with 250 left, I, yeah. I would just stay with the five on four. Now, if that thing's under 130. Yep. And it's the same situation. I probably would go six on four, I, if that makes sense. I, it does, and I agree with you. Uh, the analytics, apparently, and I'm not an analytic guy. I think you are maybe a little bit more than I am, but I'm not an analytic guy. And uh, apparently, I, I read something on this that the analytics tell you that you're supposed to pull your goaltender earlier to get better chances. Sure. And whoever wrote that, they're all buying into it because they do it across the National Hockey. I don't think Boudreaux does Pepper it as much. Change this whole thing. Without a doubt. And for yeah. whatever for whatever reason the analytics i guess back that that theory up and uh, and most folks are buying into it i don't know that boudreau does quite to that extent but to me that was a little early to do it even though you have the power play and you have the face off deep in the wild end but uh they paid the price for it they almost pulled it off because they made it interesting with 41 seconds left to go and their captain made it a a one goal hockey game once again but i mean you're pretty much ending the game if they can't you know if, if, if you send it the length of the ice like Brodeen did that basically ended the hockey game into the empty net to me if I'm gonna go six on four if that's the decision decision I've made I'd keep my goalie out there for the faceoff, and I'd actually have my goalie out at the you know the blue line yeah and if you win the draw and you've got clean possession then you all of a sudden you make the change and it, you know so now yeah. you've now it's five seconds later he, the guy's got out on the ice. That, to me, that's what I would do because you, know, you lose the draw clean like that, and all of a sudden they have a shot at your net. Yeah, uh, it's ball game. He's Kevin Fallness filling in for Pat Micheletti. I'm Brandon Molesky. Wild win three two tonight over the Colorado Avalanche. This is Wild Fan Line brought to you by Carboni's Pizza and Houston Law Firm. If you want to join us, six five one nine eight nine five three two six or one eight hundred three two zero five three two six. We'll continue talking about a wild win, and we'll give you a Gopher North Dakota update when we return right here on the fan.
651-989-5326. This is Minnesota Wild Fan Line on KFAN. Going to be here for Carboni's Pizza. Carboni's has been voted best pizza by me. One nothing. Still have 15 seconds to go on their third power play of the game as they work it here into the offensive zone. Pulling up is Zucker. Zucker tried to work it back to the point. That was broken up and then bounced on the carom over to Zucker, who clears it back behind the Colorado net. Little summary pass for fun. Big save that time. They score on their rebound. Mikhail Gramlin may have gotten the job done in the end. And if so, he'll run his point straight to seven. But in any event, the Wild have tied things up at 1-1. Mikhail Gramlin, big goal. He also had the main assist on the second goal on the power play as the Wild Beat the Colorado Avalanche 3-2 tonight at the X. That was Bob Kurtz, Tom Reed on the call. Wild win 3-2. If you want to join us on Wild Fan Line, 651-989-5326 or 1-800-320-5326. Wild Fan Lines brought to you by Carboni's Pizza and Houston Law Firm. I'm Brandon Molesky. Pat Micheletti out tonight. Kevin Falness in. And uh, your coworkers with the Minnesota Wild right now, Kevin, uh, and I'm talking about the uh, the, the PR staff, uh-huh. are just pumping out some great stats. Okay. Some unbelievable stats, right? Okay. Um, Minnesota, now tied for first for most wins when an opponent scores first. The Wilds record this year when they're when the opponent scores first, which has happened a lot, Yeah. 5-1-1. One, and one. Yeah, that's That's incredible. unbelievable. Yeah. You know, and and they're playing with fire. I mean, it, because we they're notorious this season for their slow starts. You know, and it's I don't know why, but they they just they they don't find their legs until like the second period more often than not. And it uh, it's crazy that they've been well, able to get away a, with they it. They had a pretty ugly first period tonight, right? Yeah. I mean, one you start off twenty seven seconds into the game, you get a too many men on the ice penalty, which yeah. should never happen on the Foolish. second shift of the game. Um, uh, you know, then you give up kind of an, an ugly goal, probably one of the worst goals Dumick's given up this year, just because he hasn't given up any bad goals at all. Um, you really and, had a problem with that one? Uh, yeah, you know, you could say screen didn't see it all the way. I would say if it's a shot from the point that you can't see, you're you're still your job is to be big, and you yeah. can't you can't leave the five hole open that badly. But that being, you know, I he's the last guy I'm going to say anything critical about (laughs) with the the way the season's going. So I, I, I don't want to go down that road. Um, now I forgot the point I was going to make Kevin. Yeah. Sorry. I did interrupt you. Oh, the the starting first. So, so you, you kind of had a bad goal. You gave up, you're in the penalty box 30 seconds into the game. Uh, you know, I just watching the period on my own, I thought the wild five on five didn't have one scoring chance. Mm Mm-hmm. No. I just weren't creating nothing offensively. Now, you know, I've had a real easy first period for sure. Sure, yeah, but you know it is funny though too how how one kind of weird goal can change the way you can think about a period, right? I, let's say Colorado doesn't score that goal because it was a weird goal, and it's zero zero after one. We're not excited about the way they played, but you go, man, we shut down that top line for an entire yeah. period. You know yeah. what I mean? So mm-hmm. it's, it's it's amazing how the 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 score of the game can change the way you think about the period. But that being said. Not a great first period again, and yet they still come back and respond. To me, the turning point, and I said this to Bob Kurtz, I'd like to know what you say. I, I heard them in the postgame ask Boudreaux about the hit by Dumba, and I thought that was a big moment. But for me, they kill off that 45 seconds of 5-on-3, five outshot 12-4 at that point, but they get back to 5-on-5 five five hockey. And to me, the next four shots go to the Wild, and they finally bury that uh, power play goal for uh, Mika, or it wasn't on the power play. But regardless, they get the next four shots, Mikhail Granlin scores, and to me, killing off that 5-on-3 was 
was the turning point of this hockey game because I felt from that point forward, it felt like the momentum shifted firmly back in the direction of the Wild. This penalty kill right now for the Wild is an absolute difference maker. Without a doubt. And, well, because uh, they can't stay out of the box for crying well, out loud. Well, you, they do have that problem. But, <laughs> you know, they they have full confidence now every time they're out killing penalties. Yeah. And I do think, even though you're on five on four and you're in your own zone for a couple minutes and you're giving up scoring chances and, and shots, that that can create momentum for the rest of your game. And this team clearly is very confident on, on the penalty kill, and one is because you have full confidence in your goaltender. Um, but, you know, I think Felino and Fair have been really good in recent games, and, you know, all of a sudden they start feeling better about their games because they're, they're making an impact on that aspect of the game. Then all of a sudden, five on five, they're feeling good about themselves. And, you know, didn't hit the score sheet tonight, but the last two games they've, they've had some big goals, uh, those two. Yeah. Um, you know they can play really multiple guys out there. I, I, you know, tonight they go six for six and, and shutting down a pretty darn good potent power play in Colorado. And as you mentioned, forty-seven seconds of five on three. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that that, that penalty kill has been uh, excellent. I mean, as as good, we we can say the MVP of this team through ten games has been Devin Dubnik, but uh, part A of that uh, MVP has to be the guys killing off the penalties because it has been a constant parade, but they haven't been getting burned with it because the PK has been so solid. One more uh, cool stat from a wild PR. Mm-hmm. Jonas Brodine currently on his first ever career goal streak mm. uh, with the empty netter tonight. Plus, both of those were game winning goals. So he scored back to back game winning goals. Well, how about his, his empty netter ended up being the game winner tonight? A very unconventional game winner on yeah. this night. And even the other too. one, yeah, the other one wasn't uh, conventional either. Yeah, Rister through uh, traffic, but uh, yeah, good for good for Jonas Brodine and good for Aaron Sickman and Megan Colgate for finally earning their money, digging up some stats. For what are you us. talking about? <laughs> I think they're outstanding. I think they're uh, right okay. now, by the way, uh, Minnesota Golden Gophers playing in Las Vegas against North Dakota. It's right now 1-1. There's 20.5 seconds left in the second period. I can't say I've been watching a whole lot of this game, but I just have it on the TV while I'm talking to you, Kevin. And uh, North Dakota's been buzzing. So uh, the Gophers desperately need to get get to that second intermission horn, and uh, hopefully we'll uh, regroup in the third period with hopefully a uh, 1-1 tie going into it. He's Kevin Fulness. I'm Brandon Molesky. Wild Fan Line is brought to you by Houston Law Firm and Carboni's Pizza. One final segment if you want to join us, 651-989-5326 or 1-800-320-5326. Wild win 3-2 tonight over the Colorado Avalanche. We'll talk about it for one final segment next. 651-989-5326. This is Minnesota Wild Fan Line on KFAN. This is Dean, and I've got big news. We've moved Wedding Day Diamonds at West End to a much more convenient location right across from Ridgedale Center on Plymouth Road. You can't miss it. The new Bigger and Better Wedding Day now open across from Ridgedale Center in Minnetonka. Come into Lowe's and save on upgrades big and small to get your home ready for holiday season. The ice is That's Brodine into the empty net. Brodine drives the stake through the heart of the avalanche and the wild lead is 3-1. Yeah, second consecutive game with a game-winning goal. His first ever career goal streak. Jonas Brodeen gets the empty netter, ends up being the game-winning goal at the Wild, beat the Colorado Avalanche 3-2 tonight at XL Energy Center. I'm Brandon Molesky, Kevin Falness, subbing in for Pat Micheletti tonight, who's in Las Vegas. And we're talking about a Wild win, and we're uh, doing it thanks to Houston Law Firm and Carboni's Pizza. One final segment here if you want to join us, 651-989-5326 or one 800 320 
five three two six. My assumption, Kevin, was Pat wasn't here tonight because he was covering the Iowa Wild. Yeah. But uh, and in fact, he's uh, he's in Vegas covering the uh, the Gopher North Dakota game. But uh, interesting decision by the Minnesota Wild to send Jordan Greenway down to Iowa. But it just seemed like it was a uh, just a temporary. Uh, just one game stint to to get his confidence up a little bit, and boy, did he ever! Because he got a hat trick down there in Iowa. Yeah, he actually played last night as well. I oh, think he got okay. about twenty minutes of ice time, and, and you know, filled a, a big role for them. And then in his second game, uh, goes and puts a hat trick on the board. So uh, they sent him down there to get some confidence, and I, I'd say mission accomplished. He got his first three American Hockey League goals, and now sounds like they're going to send him out to Vancouver and and get him back into the lineup, but uh, you know, I, I don't know what more they could I'm ask curious, for. I'm curious to, to know what they would do from a uh, lineup standpoint now, if, yeah. if they are going to call him up, because Matt Reed was the one who was originally recalled when Erickson Eck was injured. Eck, Erickson Eck played tonight, didn't do a whole lot, didn't get a lot of minutes, and uh, wasn't too heavily involved, but first game back, coming back from an injury. So I, I would be uh, interested to see uh, you know, Erickson Eck come out. You know, you, you can't take Felino or Fair out at this moment, so uh, potentially send Reed back down. Do you want to keep him up? Do you take JT Brown out of the lineup? Uh, Hendricks is getting healthy, correct? Yeah, he. I, I think the question is, is he going to travel? I'd be shocked. He hasn't skated with the team. He did skate today uh, in an optional practice, so he was out there for the first time. I think this is actually the second time he, he has skated, uh, but I don't think he's close to returning, at least not for the first half of this trip. I'd be shocked. But the question is, you know, when does he rejoin the team and then what's the corresponding move? But I would have to think Matt Reed and JT Brown right now would be the guys uh, that are on on watch and then, you know, go from there because Greenway's coming back in. One of those guys but probably has to sit. Yeah, if you're going to bring him up, though, you're not going to put him on the fourth line, right? Greenway? I mean, yeah. Correct. So it, it just, it'll be interesting to see what they do uh, uh, in Vancouver. Uh, uh, Canucks team that's uh, been a little better than I think maybe people expected. They did lose the other night, and they are currently down uh, two nothing at home to the Pittsburgh Penguins after two periods. So maybe uh, coming back to reality a bit. But uh, that being said, a seven game road trip here, Kevin, and um, clearly we're, we should be very excited as to where the Wild are six two and two through ten. My one hesitation would be you've played a good percentage of your games at home. Historically, yeah. this has been a much better team on the home at home than they have been on the road. They are one on one and two on the road this season, so I think maybe we'll learn a little bit more about this team after this seven game trip is done. Because we always know every year how difficult that West Coast trip is. You're going to get a St. Louis team that um, you know might be playing for their head coach at this point, and they yeah. they came out and won tonight. And then you get the Vancouver, and, and then of course you get Connor McDavid coming up soon. Yeah, I mean it isn't as daunting as a road trip as you would think. When you think about a seven game trip, you think, "Oh my goodness!" But like Bruce said, you you, you get it in bite sized pieces. You're going to go to the Pacific Northwest and start in Vancouver, then you go to Edmonton. That's not the easiest of travel situations. But you have those two games, then you come home for a night, then you go to St. Louis. That's nothing. Then you come home again, and then you take that trip uh, to the West Coast and battle those three teams from California. Of course, that's never an easy trip either. But at the same time, when you look at it as a whole when you break it up it's not that terrible uh, and, and I think the way that they're playing right now they should have a ton of confidence so and, and it doesn't matter if it's Dubnik if it's uh, Stalock between the pipes I think they feel pretty good about themselves and you know even if you go 500 on this trip it, it ain't terrible how good do you think we've been at uh, responding to calls tonight 
I think pretty good. What does that well, mean? Well, because Tom from Hugo is calling us back, so he clearly did not like your answer. That's I'm guessing Uh-oh. it's you, not me. Uh-oh. He wants gritty guys with, with facial hair. <laughs> Tom and Hugo, what's hey, going on? No, no, I, I did appreciate the answer. I guess I, the thing was I asked you the wrong question. I was wondering how often you seen where they pull a goalie without having possession. Uh, you know, it wasn't on their end or center ice, but it was our, on our end. And yeah. they pulled the goalie before they had possession. I mean, as obviously you don't see that too often. I guess that's what I meant to ask you. Is something that you think they learned or... Or even okay. uh, Boudreaux, as far as the coach, would uh, you can see well, what we're going to do that again. You wait till you get possession, then you pull the goalie. That's what I like to answer. All right, sounds so, good, Tom. Right, thanks. Yeah, thanks. I mean, I, I think we answered that a little bit, Kevin, or at least I did. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say, in gen- generally speaking, right, because uh, you, know, you always hear commentators talk about it as the game's going along, right? You know, team's up one or they're up two. What time do you pull the goalie? That's always yeah. one of those kind of like cliche questions. And... I've never been a big fan of that question because um, you could say, hey, I like to pull the goalie with two minutes or I like to pull the goalie with, with 90 seconds left. You know, But if you don't have possession of the puck or you're in your own zone, you're not going to pull the goalie. Right. right? So to me, you know, if, if you've got possession of the puck with two and a half minutes left you know, in the offensive zone, well, I'm going to pull the goalie then because that's when I want to pull the goalie is when we have possession. And... If I don't pull it with two and a half, by the time we get to two or get to a minute and a half, we might not have possession in the offensive zone anymore. Now we're scrambling our own zone, and we don't get a guy, we don't get our goalie off the ice till forty five seconds left. So that's always kind of how I've looked at it. Is is you know once once you get under three minutes, if you've got clear possession in the offensive zone, that's to me that's the time you go. Now that was a that was a power play and it was a face off, so you clearly don't have possession off the face off. Though you should have numbers where you're not giving up you know an empty net goal five seconds into the shift. Yeah, uh, very well said. I I fully concur. Thanks, Kevin. <laughs> I don't like your sarcasm. I'm not. It's not sarcastic at all. I totally agree with you. I don't know what more I could add to that. So that uh, that should, says a lot about what we feel about what's going to happen this season, Kevin. Uh, <laughs> that sums it up. Let's uh, let's end on that note. Wild win three two tonight over the Colorado Avalanche. Uh, you heard it all over the Minnesota Wild Radio Network. I like uh, that. Thanks for your help, pick, uh, filling up for uh, Pat Micheletti once again. My pleasure. Will, I've, will you, I've done more Wild fan lines with you than Pat Micheletti this year. You know, it's typical. I've done more games than Bob Kurtz this year. You know what? <laughs> Some of us are tough. And uh, Should we do fan line Monday night? And you're getting paid just as much, right? <laughs> exactly. Uh, wild fan line Monday night after Dude. the Wild beat Vancouver. Six uh, straight wins. Well, that's the thing is, Wild fan line is not going to get a lot of love here in the next couple weeks because whenever they're on these West Coast road trips in their late games, we don't we don't do them. Well, you could. I, I mean, it's I not like it's up, against the law. I'm not staying up till 1 a.m. To, to do Wild Family. Sorry. Wow. You're, you're, you're soft. You That's can do fine. it. If you want to do it, you and Zach Halverson can do it. How about that? What you if it's sponsored by Tarp Shooter? Well, I will be here, and I will mention it as many times as possible. <laughs> what was the name you just mentioned up? Uh, Tarp Shooter at oh. tarpshooter.com. Oh, okay. I like when you do it for me, then I don't get in trouble. Thank you. Right, you're welcome. Thanks, Kevin. Thanks to Joe Perovich for helping out as well. Uh, Wild Fanland is actually brought to you by Carboni's Pizzeria and Houston Law, Law Firm. We appreciate their sponsorship. Wild win 3 2 tonight over the Avalanche. Vikings football tomorrow night, 7 20 start, pregame at 5 o'clock. Have a great Sunday. Alex Kerfoot, he'll work it over on the left wing board. There's just four seconds to go. Back for Barry. Barry pushing it over. Back in front of shot. Horn sound. And the Wild celebrate a 3 2 win.
over the Avalanche here on home ice. The Wild sweep the homestand. They beat the Tampa Bay Lightning, the Los Angeles Kings, and tonight the Colorado Avalanche. The final is 3-2. KFAN, the fan. Ram Power.